Hey, welcome to another episode of Get Off My Lawn, You Geeks podcast. And this episode of the Lawn Party Interviews, I sit down with my co-host, Amanda. I sit down with a friend of mine back in high school, Katie Kelly. I don't know, it's funny because one of those names that where you can't just say the first name. You have to say like the entire name. I know that's really weird, but you know everybody has that kind of friend where they have to say their entire name entire name like i have another friend it's like rich perry sometimes i could call him rich but most of the time i just call him rich perry yes i'm plugging everybody who has full names because i don't know most people don't call you by your full name so katie kelly new to the get off my lawn geeks podcast really excited to have her on she's a big fan of the topic we're going to talk about but i also sit with uh raul he's back again so it's always great to see him and we will be talking about the hobbit the desolation of smog is out on theaters for everybody to enjoy and it's gonna be a great time it's a for everyone hasn't seen it yet go out and see it what are you waiting for it's uh the second hobbit so it's gonna be a lot of fun bring back all the characters and we sit down and we talk about the token world and what it means to us and, and our favorite memories of of the films and and some of the books so we talk a little bit about everything and the process of making the hobbit and you know there's three of them instead of two and first trilogy versus second trilogy kind of thing and expectations we have and, and really what it what it really means to us kind of thing because lord of the rings is a really huge franchise not to take lightly and it's a magical world with great elements and and visual effects are just absolutely amazing so we just go back and we reminisce and we think that's right we think we think about the good times we think about uh what we went through while we were watching these films and and all those good things so please enjoy and also on another front dan garofalo he was in the previous podcast his the encountering short horror film is now out and about you could get it at danielgraffalo.com i also posted it up on jenobiproductions.com and you could see it there and you could follow him on, on twitter and on facebook as well and listen to the podcast it was a lot of fun and we really got nerdy on that one so please enjoy and you could follow us get off milani geeks podcast facebook on twitter on google plus and you could follow me personally on jenobi87 Amanda on Instagram on Star Princess 1988. You could follow my other co-host Brandon at Nerds Beware. You could follow Katie Kelly, <laughs> full name Katie Kelly at Suburban Misfits, also on Twitter. And Raul, you could follow him at Platinum Spartan. Please leave us a message. We always appreciate the the great letters of the public. And thank you very much. And enjoy the show. This is Get Off My Lawn, uh, Get Off My Lawn, Geeks podcast, Lawn Party, uh, excitement for The Hobbit 2. And hey. with with me today, we have Amanda. Hi. We have Katie. Hello. And my friend, Raul. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? <laughs> and today we're, today we're just sitting down and we're just going to have a... a conversation of sorts uh, of how excited we all are about uh, the new Lord of the Rings and the second installment of The Hobbit out of three. Uh, first of all, that for me that was kind of shocking that when they announced that they were going to make three and the first one was like half of the book, uh, what are your theories on, on like the whole third installment of The Hobbit? Second, second installment. No, the, the third, because there's supposed to be three installments, so what do you think they'll be doing in the third one? Oh, wow. Oh, you mean, like, like what do you think of the uh, fact that it's a trilogy? Yeah, exactly, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I guess we'd have to wait and see what they actually cover in the second movie. Because, I mean, I it could be a situation where they just drag things out, or they could just kind of make something up from, like, Tolkien's other writings, piece things together a little bit, kind of connect more with the original Lord of the Rings trilogy. I mean, I was always impressed by Peter Jackson's commitment to the books, but I'm this time I'm kind of wondering, you know, is it necessary? Um, you know, do you, did you have to make three movies? The Hobbit is not nearly as long as the other, the other books, and um, 
I, I, I kind of feel like it's uh, a money money plot, you know? Oh, yeah. There, there's definitely uh, senses of because it's so massive and, and people will go see it regardless because of the name alone. So a lot of it has to do with money. But, uh, Roel, do you, what are your opinions on, on it being a trilogy rather than just two movies? Um, again, mixed feelings, because I am a huge fan of the entire series, um, both the books and the uh, films, uh, film <coughs> versions. And I couldn't, I can't like get enough of it, so for me, just as a fan, I welcome it. But I, I totally get that, you know, it's like, it is a bit of like a money grabbing like scheme or really they're just trying to milk it which you know most people can argue that but I feel like watching Unexpected Journey and I haven't seen Desolation of Smog yet but just Unexpected Journey alone the attention to detail given to the universe in the film I feel like it's much more than in um, the first trilogy that simply being you're trying to cram like a 400 page book into one three hour movie versus a 300 page book into you know three separate three-hour movies. I feel like you can actually draw much more out of it, and yes, people can argue, like, some of the, uh, like, artistic liberties, but I personally welcome it just because I can't get enough, you know? Yeah, no, it's definitely... It's, the, the more people ask for it, obviously, the more they're going to stretch it out. Regardless of what it's going to be, it's going to be amazing, and the visual effects are going to be quite fantastic. Did anyone actually watch uh, the first Hobbit in that, like, fast frame per second what was what was the count it was like 48 frames per second or something like that or 60 frames per second affirmative yeah did anyone watch it like that uh katie no. amanda i haven't seen it yeah it was it was just really strange uh it just made it seem like it wasn't really a movie anymore and it, it kind of took like the fantasy out of lord of the rings which i was really bummed about and i guess that's why it the Hobbit was is kind of my least favorite of the Lord of the Rings franchise as of now. It might have been just the visuals itself, but how how big of how big do visuals come into play when it comes to a movie like this? I mean, it's everything. You know, what you're seeing on the screen is basically his interpretation of the book. And you know, if you don't do it right, which he doesn't really have a reputation for, you know, you could not only lose a lot of money, but you could lose a, a big fan base as well. So. I think he has to be careful. I know a lot of people aren't as excited to see The Hobbit as they were the other movies. I actually had trouble finding somebody to go with to go see this movie tonight. So I'm kind of interested to see. I didn't even know there was a third movie, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, know, oh, no. <laughs> I had no idea that there was actually going to be another movie after this. I thought it was like this was it. And I was like, oh, okay. Like Your spirits have been broken. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm kind of curious. I'm like, well, you know. They said that, you know, this one's supposed to be better than the first one. Like, what's going to happen in the third? You know, like, what what is he going to do? And I, I always thought that was, you know, an artistic rep representation. Um, it's always interesting to see, but somebody does it really bad. You know, there are so many movies out there that are, you know, horrendous interpretations of the, the books or, you know, some other franchise. Yeah, I'd be careful, is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. That I would I would think that's, was that? Yeah, I feel like people, especially when you've read the books, you have such a fixed image of what these characters look like, and if he doesn't stick very solely to what the texts say, you know, you can get you can get a lot of backlash for that. Like you and say, it's interpretation, but at the same time, you can't take too much artistic license with it. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, I think it's like with just any any franchise, like the Harry Potter movies, like some of them were obviously better than others, but they were different directors, so different vision. Before the the first Hobbit even was made, there was there was passing of the uh, directional baton almost, like it was supposed to be Del Toro first, uh, who made Pan's Labyrinth. What w were you, were you guys curious at all when when you heard about that? How his take of the Lord of the Rings franchise. He, what he would have brought to the table. You mean if Del Toro had? Yeah, if he had directed the movie. Um, yeah. Del Toro, I feel like Del Toro has this very like keen eye for his art department, and like most recent example for him would be Pacific Rim. Um, if you if you go and look at like some of the behind the scenes uh, documentaries that they have for the movie, he spent about four months with his art department, like just designing 
the world as it was for the movie. Like, they went through, like, thousands of different, like, designs, and, like, he cherry-picked the best, and they had, like... He, he's really good with his art team. Like, he has a very, like, keen eye for that. On the contrary, like, Peter Jackson has a very keen eye for cinematography, you know, in general. But I feel like Del Toro could have maybe, like, bought, like, a, you know, brought, like, a a new, like, design element to the to the trilogy. Um, like, I don't know, maybe came up with some cooler visuals, I guess, would be something that he might... That, that's his, you know, one of his styles, really. Is, is a very visual director. Yeah, I, th- I feel like his his vision would have just taken. I feel like a different direction than than what Peter Jackson is currently doing. But I was curious to see about somebody else's ideas of it. And I, I'm assuming no one's really sick of Peter Jackson's world, correct? Not, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. We'll see after this one if anyone's uh, pretty much sick of it. But. I'm curious uh, to find out everybody's favorite film so far. Which one would oh, it man. be? <laughs> I know that's a tough question because, you know, there are four of them. We have uh, the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and then we do have One Hobbit. One's coming out later today. So they're, And they're all, like, epics. I'm pretty sure at one point all of us have seen all three of them extended cut in a day. So <laughs> <laughs> by the end of it, our eyes were bleeding and we were smiling. I know I have. <laughs> Crying and sobbing. It's so I beautiful. Can, I can see the light. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so w- with that many... It as with if the fear was made of elven steel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a lot of great memories. And I, I was just curious at the, the take of which one really impacted you the most like out of the four so far? Um, I mean, I for most series, I always have a nostalgic, you know, favorite. the first movie is always my favorite just because it's the introduction to a brand new world and you kind of get immersed. You get lost in that immersion. I mean, The Fellowship, like, was probably my favorite. I mean, The Return of the King was probably the most emotional for me, but I oh, just yeah. have a, like, a personal, if I had to pick, it would probably be the first one. The first one. Okay. That's yeah. I, I, what I really liked about the first one, like you said, was the introduction to this world and uh, meeting these new characters that who who I've never read the books, so I I didn't get a sense of the story beforehand. And uh, so meeting these new characters of, of new uh, was absolutely fantastic. And it was like the first time I actually sat down with a movie that was close to like three hours long. So I was like, this is, I'm glad this is never ending. Like, it's so awesome. But, uh, Amanda, what would you say? Which one would did you feel foremost? But, yeah, that's a really tough question. I mean, I will have to agree with Katie where sort of how you set up things in the first one, just the visuals of transitioning from the Shire to, you know, the journey is, you know, just seeing that on screen is, is just amazing. But um, I was really, I in the two towers in the books, I loved the ends, and I loved that whole visual. So it would have to be between those two for me, the two towers and the Fellowship of the Ring. And Raul, which one would you pick? Um, let's see. I would have to give it to Return of the King, because that's just the culmination of the trilogy, and it's the most action-packed. Um, it just has all of, like, the greatest moments and bits from the movies. Uh, I don't know, like, Andy Serkis is Gollum. Just love him. He does an absolutely fantastic job. Everyone does, like, a brilliant job, and, then the, and everybody's, like, acting is on its, like, highest note in that movie. So I'd have to give it to Return of the King. Which that's is my, yeah, that's just my favorite Lord of the Rings uh, movie of the original trilogy. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until I see the next two Hobbit movies. But with any like I, I if I can predict the way it's gonna go, I think Desolation of Smaug is gonna be my favorite movie from this film universe. Oh, it's uh, is I, the I'm inc- calling it right now. I'm calling <laughs> it right now. A, it's not even out yet. Like, I know, right? Ooh, that's a uh, I'm getting. Yeah, I have really high hopes for tonight. I really do. That's really interesting. Uh, I am actually going to do quite the opposite, my friend, and go in with no expectations whatsoever. I understand. I'm a, a really huge fan of, of the trilogy. Like I said, The Hobbit really let me down, but just this one just seemed like it was going to elevate its level so much more. I, didn't, I don't know, again, if it had to do with it being a trilogy and they were dragging it out. That's why I didn't like the first one as much. Out of the original trilogy, I actually really liked Return of the King. 
Uh, it was just absolutely... Obviously, it's the one that won the Oscar, so I'm a little snobbish when it comes to that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, like, it's well-placed, you know? Like, the visual impact, the emotional impact, the culmination of the, the story, like... I don't blame you. Yeah, just it's a hard decision. The the tr the tr the ending of it and the twenty seven endings that they had is just I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get enough, and I was just like, ah. Oh, as soon as I thought it was gonna be over, I got up and I was just like, nope, there's another one. Okay, I'll just. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> hey, I'll just get back. Nope, I just. Uh, well, I don't know. I gotta really pee, so I don't know. <laughs> like, let me leave. Let me leave. <laughs> this is trapping me forever. My precious, it's it's. <laughs> <laughs> so how how excited is everybody about Orlando Bloom coming back for the second one? Uh, very excited. Really, female audience <laughs> is really just is really excited about Orlando Bloom coming back, playing what he plays best. <laughs> oh yeah, the kind of like brooding warrior. <laughs> his long, his long locks. <laughs> Beautiful eyes. He's, he is my hair inspiration for sure. <laughs> sure. Just, and his nice yeah, pointy ears. I've definitely tried to recreate that that braids going back into like the fishtail braid in the back. And the people at work know they're like, Oh, it's your Legolas day. I'm like, Yep, I'm feeling Legolas today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling pretty uh, you know, archery and feeling yes. good. <laughs> you know what I today? What I was wondering if you know, Peter Jackson made the decisions that he did in Lord of the Rings. And, you know, everybody kind of agrees that Legolas was kind of just like this character that was there to kind of give, like, I don't want to say comedic relief, but, like, he was just in the background, like, saying, the winds are telling me that we should not go this way or something, <laughs> you know? And I wonder if, like, this is compromise, you know, trying to give, you know, the character a little bit more development, like, kind of after the fact. Or, you know, trying to give people some, you know, background information when they go see the, you know, the original three movies. You know, to say, oh, well. It's before the fact. Yeah, it gives like Well, a, no, a, I know. It's a prequel. But I'm saying original Lord of the Rings movies were made first. So that's, anyway. Yeah. You know, when people go to see the, the Fellowship and the Two Towers and the Return of the King, they'll understand a little bit more if they've seen The Hobbit first. I don't know. I was just curious what you guys thought. If this was, you know, kind of like a pity, pity character development, like a tie-in almost, is that? Yeah. What you... Ah, I don't, I don't know. To be honest with you, I feel like it kind of is. It's kind of giving a shout out to the original trilogy, and also it's giving characters that people who loved, say, the original trilogy and didn't really read The Hobbit or, or know too much about it, gives them a reason to to go back. Or to give the Hobbit a chance, and because there's a character that they're familiar with that they 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 know they loved, and and for the female audience who is very attractive, of course, and <laughs> some some male audience as well, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Good point. Yeah, I I don't know. I just feel like it gives it uh, that added extraness that the first one was kind of lacking. Yes, they had Gandalf, but uh, and they had Elijah Wood's character in the beginning, and and I was you know when I first saw that it. There were some feels involved, and I was like, "Ah, oh, this makes me want to watch the original trilogy now for the entire weekend." Like, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a sense of that ha definitely happening again, and and I feel like they're really going to expand the world and, and and really do some really cool things about it. What are you guys most excited about to see in the second one? Because uh, I'm assuming everyone's read the book, correct? The Hobbit. No, I'm ashamed to say no. <laughs> Get I read out. the first. I, <laughs> I knew this was gonna come up. I read the first three books twice, or the you know the trilogy. I read it twice, and I also read um, uh, the Similarian. And I was gonna go through you know the next two, and then the Hobbit. I just never, never got around to it. Yeah, they definitely take a lot longer to read than <laughs> you're like. Oh yeah, I'll just bust through this in like a week, and a month goes by. You're like, oh wow. Still going. Yeah, they're still not easy reading. Still talking about the same meadow. <laughs> it's the same place over and over again. Still reading those songs, you know. Still going. <laughs> still uh, picturing a travel New Zealand commercial in your head. Yep. <laughs> 
Oh yeah. So so uh, what are you guys most excited about the new movie? Because it it is the second one. It's another Lord of the. At, at the end of the day, it is another Lord of the Rings movie. So what are you guys most excited about? Definitely Benedict Cumberpatch, uh, Smog. So I dreamy. Sure. I love him in Sherlock. Dude, so I'm like, could... hey, Sherlock reunion. What were you gonna say, Ro? No, I was just like, dude, you and I are sit. We're all thinking the same thing with that. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I definitely. <laughs> it's definitely like one of those things. They're just like, oh, that it's gonna be. Uh, I I need to go. It's gonna be so good. <laughs> it's gonna be me. It's gonna be that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, I said it. Did you watch Sherlock yet, John? I have not watched Sherlock yet. I You're I right. know. I know. I've been yeah. I've just been. I've been watching D Space Nine. <laughs> well, uh, but that's not that's not a hero there. <laughs> Sherlock season three premieres New Year, so you you only have maybe like two weeks to catch up on Sherlock. You better do that. Challenge there's accepted. Only, there's only six episodes, so I think you can. Yeah. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I will I will stay up this whole weekend and just see that. Uh, but no, so there's a lot of a lot of new characters coming into play. Oh, and uh, I forgot what's her name from Lost is in it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah Kate. Lily. Kate's yeah. Really there. Yeah, I kept seeing this girl. I was like, why does she look so familiar? I looked it up. I'm like, oh, it's Kate. <laughs> it was pretty funny because when I first found out that she was going to be in it, I'm just like, I thought you were still in the hatch. Like, what's, <laughs> what's, go- <laughs> right. what's, what's going what on? Like, here? How did you get out? Did- <laughs> Aren't you in the 70s? What's happened? <laughs> tell, me, tell me your secrets. <laughs> like... <laughs> What's the number so I could win the lotto? But no, but I, I saw her and I was actually really excited. And obviously, it's the same thing like Orlando Bloom. He, she's there to do quite the opposite and get a lot more men to to go to this movie. <laughs> and obviously, there's going to be no need. But there's probably I feel like this movie is gonna make a whole lot of money. <laughs> I think so. Without any doubt in my mind, this this is just going to be absolutely amazing to come to people's pockets and they're just like, just take my money, I don't care, take it all. Uh, all right, well, let's not get carried away. <laughs> no, I'll probably go see it twice. I'm pro- yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to see it like two times and there's going to be some people who are probably going to see it a good three or four times. Is this one coming out in 3D? I didn't check yeah. with it. Yes. I think so. Yeah, That's a yes. I, IMAX 3D, yeah. Because yeah. Raul, you... only in 3D right now. Because remember, I think it was the last Harry Potter movie you could only see in 3D opening night. Really? I'm going to see a non 3D tonight. I don't tonight, know so... if, it's, okay. if it's not. Do you remember that, John? Like you only had 3D. Yeah, you Harry only had the option of having 3D. And the yeah. problem with 3D for me is just like it gives me a headache. Like after a while, I just my eyes can't take it and. I feel like I'm on a boat, and that's never a good thing. <laughs> I don't mind it, but, you know, glasses on top of glasses is a little annoying sometimes. On top of glasses, on top of glasses. Glassception. Glassception. Like, things are, like, <laughs> Yo, dog. My face. <laughs> I heard you like glasses. <laughs> I heard on them streets, man, you like glasses. <laughs> step, step into my world, my friend. Glass session. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, dog, I heard you like some glasses with your glasses. <laughs> it's a glasses within a glasses within a glasses, directed by Christopher Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's one of those things that's just like, so from, uh, obviously anyone could chime in and, and do and talk about whatever they want to talk about. Not reading the books and just seeing the movies repeatedly over and over again. I don't really know the difference between the books. Obviously, that it's a whole lot longer, but I I don't know. Are there some major differences that Peter Jackson didn't do or didn't or left out? I mean, in the Fellowship, I know there was quite a large portion of the book that he left out um, oh, with yeah. Tom Bombadil. But I think people, for the most part, kind of applaud him for being so loyal to the books, to being so loyal to Tolkien, and. Um, I think, you know, with the exception of a couple minor, you know, details here and there in the books, like, that was the only major chunk that he took out. It was pretty good. And all the songs, too, you know, he's like, yeah, just screw it. No oh, songs. yeah, the songs <laughs> definitely play a huge part. I think on a yeah, subconscious the, level. The songs play a Because def- they don't really, like, sing very much. Like, what, the song? A lot of the songs in the book. There, yeah, there's a song like every other page, and they're at least like four or five pages long. So. <laughs> you could probably not use as many of those in the movie. I mean, and 
if they obviously if I think if they played more like had more plot points within them or really revealed something to the characters that would be different but usually they were just describing a battle yeah like reminiscing a battle yeah just reminiscing which is fine but you got to keep it you know keep it tight keep it moving forward kind of thing keep it moving yeah exactly i don't now, know why <laughs> the whole movies would be like 5 hours long each i know you would probably have a whole hour of just singing if you <laughs> left all those in yeah, it would be a musical. I re- oh, God. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, the musical, coming out soon in Broadway near you. Oh, my God. I would love that. <laughs> That's actually a great idea. Let's get on that right now. Copyright funding. a lot of money. <laughs> John, what happened here first? This will be your debut. This is my Broadway debut. I'll be... <laughs> You can direct I'll, us. <laughs> I'll be directing. I'll play Frodo tap dancing, and then we'll sing and dance, hey. and yeah, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I already have the Frodo costume, so... This is true. Ooh, I miss Sam. <laughs> I don't, I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> Sam. I, I wish he would come. I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't, we don't know what's going to happen in the third one, but there is going to be, I think, a bridge between the Hobbit trilogy and... The original trilogy. There has to be some sort of like. Ooh, and then alternate universe. Mary and Elf Kate, and then Kate and Charlie. Whoa, lost full circle. Oh God, that that can't happen. The the universe will blow up. That just. <laughs> yeah, Mary has not Penny's boat written on his hand. Oh like, God. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Run! Get out. <laughs> Wonder how awkward that set must have been because they both used to date. So I was like. Uh, time to go. <laughs> it's like the set of Dexter. Like, mm, Ooh, yeah, about I, that. Oh. There's a funny thing about it that Peter Jackson didn't get the full rights to The Hobbit. So there, there's some characters missing. There are some portions of, of the story that you know the Tolkien family did, did not allow him to put in the movie. He did a good job of going around that, but do you think that it's kind of puts the movie in, in almost kind of a danger zone that they can't reference certain characters and would you think you'll be missing something out of that? I mean, I'm just flabbergasted that they gave them the rights for the first three movies but not this one. What's the I difference? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just I, it was just a bunch of legal jumbo stuff. So I don't know. Um, did they want more money or I don't, I re- I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know the the full story. I know there was just like a constant battle, and and some of the things were not allowed. And and then you see in the scene when Gandalf is talking to the other wizards, and that some of them were not allowed to be named or not allowed to be on the movie. Like they didn't have all of them there, and all this stuff. And it's, I feel like it's something that you kind of need to in in this type of movie where the universe is so big, and you're leaving some certain core characters out. It's kind of just like. Yeah, what do you... I think he's just doing injustice to the movie then. Like, I feel like that's the only person you're really hurting. You know, if you want to maintain this Tolkien legacy and really do it justice, why would you limit someone trying to express his work? Brawl, did you did Brawl, did you know about this and about this uh, whole scenario? Yeah, I heard a few things. I don't know all of the details. <laughs> yeah, but how how what were your feelings about this whole uh it not being complete in in a sense? Um Let's see, like Radagast is a perfect example. Radagast, played by Sylvester McCoy, Seventh Doctor, uh, he is not in the books. He is not a character that's referenced in the books explicitly. He is mentioned in a very, very discreet, like not even by name. Uh, Gandalf merely talks about another wizard who lives in the forest, and that's it. He's not a central character. He doesn't involve himself in the plot in any way. But I feel like instead of that being necessarily shoehorned, I feel like that's kind of been a good addition. Like, I do like his character somewhat. Like, I, I don't feel like he's George R. Binksy at all, which some people have compared him to. I actually really do like his character. How dare they compare him to the worst character ever happening in a sci-fi franchise? <laughs> I've heard people call Radagast, like, George R. Binks, and I'm like, really? no, that's an insult to the character. Yeah. shenanigans. Yeah, that's a little harsh. That it is, is a little really harsh. Bad. That's, the equi- that's the equivalent of a extremely bad curse word. <laughs> I know, that's what I was just thinking. I'm like, it's like, you just told him to go F him. himself. <laughs> you just called him a Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, snap! Call oh, me a Jar Jar Binks one more time, I swear to God. Call me Jar Jar Binks again. I will. Mm, you know, mm. 
Those be fighting words. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> put, up, put up, put up your dukes and your staff. <laughs> but I'm also curious. What do you guys think of of Martin Freeman as a uh, Bilbo? Did you like him in the first one? Do you think he's a good fit? Uh, do you believe him as Bilbo? I love him. I think he's a great actor. So I, yeah, I think he does a believable job. Yeah. He's just so adorable. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's adorkable. He's, he's, he's pretty adorkable. Him. You know, good, him. Uh, Good fit for a young Bilbo. A young Bilbo, but he's he's great at, as uh, John Watson in Sherlock. I, I haven't really seen. I've seen like small clips and, and bits, and it it must be pretty interesting to step out of that Watson character and then step into a character so big as Bilbo and, and going on this massive journey. Because in a sense, do you think that he's carrying the movie more so than any other character in this Hobbit trilogy? I feel like the two people that are carrying the movie are Ian McKellen and Mark Freeman, definitely. Oh, yeah, Ian McKellen. Uh, his return as Gandalf, like, was there kind of, like, a tear in your eye when you saw him that first time on screen? Like, just the opening bit for Unexpected Journey where they're like, good morning, or is it a good morning? That whole bit is just so hysterically funny. It's just, it's the best. Like, they're... Their their comedy and their chemistry together, two of them, they play off of each other really well. Actually, out of the dwarves, I'm curious, which one do you guys enjoy the most? I know, tough, question. tough <laughs> like, questions. Tough questions. I'm giving you the tough questions. I'm not holding back. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it has to be like... I'm just glad Smeagol's back. <laughs> oh, that's always a good one. Uh, I'm so glad Smeagol's back. Love it. <laughs> Because then we have Thorin, you know, we have uh, him him as, like, this courageous person, at which kind of a part of me is kind of just like, you think he's a little too much when he when he plays his character. He, he's just like, come on, man, dial it back just, dial it back just <laughs> a, a, a tiny bit, man. Come on. It's going to be okay. <laughs> I'm not too sure. So everyone's saying that, uh, Katie, you're going to see it tonight, midnight showing, or the earlier showing? Midnight. You're going to see it in midnight. All right, in yes. IMAX? No. I don't have money for that. Come on now. <laughs> Ain't no one got time for that. That's not that I don't have time. It's just money. Ain't no one got money for that. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. No, if I I have to kind of stick around here tonight, so going to the you know regular regular theater. Okay. But midnight showing definitely, and there's only one other person that I could find that was willing to go with me, so. That's it. <laughs> Just one other person. I'm gonna be shocked. I, I know, feel like, like a lot more people would. Uh, Roll. Are you having the problem at the same end? Like you're not, you can't find people to go, or are there constant people? Um, I'm going with uh, three other friends, actually. Okay, and that it was pretty easy to find friends to just go with and and hang out and see this movie. Oh yeah, we actually bought our tickets like a few weeks ago. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's how you know. <laughs> it's just so strange because I had friends that, you know, I had a friend that went with me to see the re-releases of the extended versions like two summers ago or whatever. And um, this time around, like I was asking people around and they're like, no, I'm not really going to, you know, I can wait until it comes out on, you know, TV or DVD or whatever. And I'm like, what? what is wrong with you? Who says such shenanigans? <laughs> like, people that? people that I went to see the original movies with were like, yeah, no, I'm good. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll go by myself. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who, need, who needs funny. you, fools? <laughs> His sister was like, I want to go. I want to. No one will see it with me. I'm like, let's go together. And then that's how that happened. Nice. nice. There you go. Well, it has been a very long time since The Fellowship of the Ring. It came out in 2001. Wow. I know, right? How That's crazy great. is that? Wow. That was in 8th grade. Ew. Exactly. I was in 7th grade, so it was just like all kinds of... Raul, how old were you when, when this movie came out? <laughs> Alright, let's see. 2003, 10 years ago, I was about 9 or 10. Yeah. Uh, oh, this... man. 9, 10, 11, something like that. So this is going to be a weird question. Did you watch it in theaters, or did you only watch them? No, I saw it in theaters. My dad oh, so you saw the it. first one? Oh, that's yeah, awesome. I saw, I, I've seen all of them in theaters. It, it was great, all three of them. And uh, then for Return of the King, I, we did the special thing that they're doing right now, is they played uh, Fellowship and Two Towers back-to-back -back before it. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we went, to, we went to the Brunswick Theater, actually, Lowe's. Okay, yeah. So how, yeah. 
that must have been. What time did you start that? Uh, I I can't remember details, but I'm, I imagine like early enough that you know we can catch the midnight show, which is that's that's like the latest I've ever stayed up like at that age. Like I think we got out at like two a.m. Because that's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it was two a.m. and that's when Roel got introduced to a bunch of drunk people from Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Eating grease trucks. Let it rest in peace. But oh, I know. Uh, so just... sad. It's like wait, part of my childhood of just disappeared. Yeah. Wait, wait what? Yep. The yep. university oh. has bought up all of that property on College Avenue to build more useless academic buildings. And perhaps another gym. I don't know. <laughs> that nobody would go to. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, just about. Bring back grease trucks. What the hell? I mean, I they still have them. I think they just moved to like some place on Easton, or I don't know where. Uh, Livingston campus. Or... It's just not the same. No. Wow. So Jeez, you move away from Jersey for like two years, and look what happens. I know madness. Like they're. I don't. Yeah. So the amount of of time these movies are. Uh, do you guys find it harder to? to sit through these movies, or do you enjoy the length of these movies and, and enjoy being in the theater and immersed in this atmosphere for that long amount of time? I personally love it. <laughs> <laughs> but just sit there all day. I, I, I'm the type of person that will willingly go to the bookstore and get like a 16-book series just because I want to you know, be completely immersed. Um, do they say you don't have time? You know, my friends are like, well, how do you have time to watch all that stuff, like, sit there for hours? I'm like, I'll find time. The wee hours <laughs> of the morning, I will find time to sit for four hours and watch this one movie because you enjoy it, you know? It's but, something that you love kind of thing, and yeah, and you make you make time for things that you love. But some people just don't like sitting in a movie theater longer than 90 minutes. Like, I find it really I crazy. Like have to plan ahead. Like, I feel like you have to... Don't drink drink. a lot of liquids before you go... Don't drink a whole, like... What do you do? Like, have, like, a giant cup of coffee beforehand? That's a big no-no. Make sure you have some sort of midway snack. Just because, yeah, there's no pause. There's no, oh, I need to stretch my leg for a second because it's falling asleep. It's like you can't DVR it kind of thing. <laughs> right. Like there's no, you better be ready for it because you can't walk away either. Like if you leave for a minute, you know, you're going to miss something. I feel like these movies, since there's so much information, they're sticking into two hours. You, you can't. Like, it's like you can't walk away. It's like, so uh, you guys are not going to pause the movie and I come back and I have to pee. I and wish I... they did that. I wish they just had like a five minute break. Like an intermission? Intermission. <laughs> just get up and stretch. Okay, we're good. All right, start it again. Because <laughs> you want all the dirty looks from the people when you get up out of your seat. They're like, how dare you leave? I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it, they look at me like I'm like going to kill somebody or they're going to kill me. And I'm just like, I just don't want to get a bladder infection. Just let me do it. <laughs> Looking out for my health. I don't. I don't want to die. <laughs> I'm really excited to just visit that whole world again. And you know who I kind of want to come back. And most people will probably be like, "No, he had his time." But I really want Aragon to come back. Uh, Anyone? Of course. <laughs> who doesn't? Exactly. But do you think if they bring that character back in like the third one, or even at the end of this one, do you think that would just be way too much? Of the original trilogy seeping into. I mean, what capacity would Well, it wouldn't would make much yeah. sense because yeah, it's it fifty years prior. Exactly, it, it, it wouldn't make before. sense. Yeah, but like I'm saying, like in the end of the third one, bridging that gap in between it, would you want to see that happening? Oh, like, like another shameless plug. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, hey, look, guess who's coming back? Well, see, Legolas makes sense because elves are immortal, so. Yeah. Like, that exactly. Works. But if it, so that'd be stretching it way too much if they did something like that. Unless it was some sort of foreshadowing, but... I don't know. I guess that would just be way too much kind of thing. My question is, would it even be possible? I know he's long-lived because he's from the ancient line, but is he even alive during this time period? Not yet. That would be a no. no. He's not born for, like, another, like, 20 years. Because how... By the time Bilbo passes on the ring, I can't remember how old he is, but it's... It was like his 110th birthday or something like that. It's pretty. I can't, no, it's. I think it's even older than that. 111th. 111th. Wow, it's pretty close. Nice bonus points for me. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, but it was he was getting up there. Who knows how old he is now? I'm not too sure what it's gonna be like in 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 what's going on. Has anyone ever played Lord of the Rings online? I have not. I don't know if Raul, have you played Lord of the Rings online? I know people who play and not really too keen on it. No, because it's a free to play MMO up to a certain point, and then you get so far, and they're like, oh, well, you can pay and get all the other stuff. And you're like, oh, okay. Uh, I was just wondering if it was like a continuation of, you know how like the Matrix Online was kind of um, made to create more content for the universe. And I was just wondering, like, because I played Lord of the Rings Online for like a brief second, but I didn't, you know, I was like, oh, this sucks, and I just shut it off. But <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if they're using that as kind of like a way to you know, create more content. Like, I can't, I don't know how else to ex- describe it. Yeah, I, I, I don't really know uh, if they're going to do that with a video game, but it's ho- that's a great topic to bring up. It's just, like, would if there were, like, mini-series, like, a, in a graphic novel sense or a video game platform or some sort of platform, like an online content or something like that, would that make you go out and buy all these extra things so you're just kept up with the universe? Or would... You just solely see the movie, and that's about it. No, what I know level? because like Harry Potter is like that. It's a very closed universe. Like that, it is what it is, and that's it. Yeah. You know. And Until I she think... writes a new one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is she or is she not? Um, I've read that she was. I read that she was coming in and writing a, a whole new universe. For but another this. prequel, I heard. Oh, I'm like not too before, sure. Before before Harry Potter's even born. About like Dumbledore and his life before. Ooh, that'd be oh, so the book, um, the book within the book about Dumbledore, kind of thing with his brother and his sister and all that stuff. That would be an interesting little oh, yeah. little thing to have. I don't know if it's a rumor or not, but I was just curious. Like, you know, after there's so much, so much. I mean, the Tolkien son is still writing, you know, more novels and stuff and appendices from the notes that his father left him, and you know, you still have the three books prior to The Hobbit, too. So, I mean, how far are they going to go with this? I'm just curious what you Who guys knows? think. Who they, knows? They might do, like, a whole Marvel thing, and they're just going to interact as a universe, and I'm being serious. Like, that's, like, the, the new trending thing now is, would you guys like if it's something like that where all these movies come out and they all interact with one another kind of thing, so you see, like, separate stories or separate movies, and then you'll have, like, an adventure kind of thing, kind of universe... What are were your opinions about that? Would you like to see like a bigger Lord of the Rings universe? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. But what do you want to see more of? Do you want to see more of like an individual character or do you want to see a certain storyline or what kind of thing were you looking for? Um, I, I think for me it would probably be character development. What was Boromir's life like? You know, what was living in you know, the White City, like, what was, you know, all the minor characters that you never really got time to really get to know, like, I think it would be worth exploring, at, you know, a later, later date. But, you know, too much of a good thing is never, you know, good either. So, you know, I'm on the fence. Ooh, Raul would disagree with you on that one. Raul, you always say... Yes, yes, I would. <laughs> you you never have too much of a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not not possible. But if they if they continue <laughs> to increase the uh, the making style of it, if they make it better each time as it goes along, then I think people will still keep going. But if it's kind of like mono, kind of just the same thing over and over again, then that's when people would get kind of bored of it and and not really be into it. Because they have to keep the quality up. I mean, they have yeah, to, yeah. I would just hate to see it go downhill. But. Not only that, I mean, like, you know, someone could really mess it up down the line. Like, you're not always going to get Peter Jackson to get it, you know, to get it done. So. Yeah. It also depends on the director's, uh, what's it called? Director's sense of what the universe is supposed to be like. Like, like I said, like, again, with the Harry Potter universe, it's a, there were many different directors, and obviously we each one liked one better than others, and same thing with the books and stuff. So it all it all depends who could do it. But if they continue it and kind of like drag it to the dirt kind of thing, it would it would be very depressing and, and kind of a sad way to go for for the movie itself. I mean, for them it would be like, can how long can this make money? You know, and that's the sad part about it. Like, there's no 
interest in you know doing something for the sake of you know the fans or you know artistic development. It's all you know. Can this make money? If we put it out, will we get our investment back? Kind of thing. Yeah. That 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 is like a huge a huge you know thing about it. You know, we can't really think of it. In, in that sense, we just got to see what's going to happen. We got to see what's going to happen with this Hobbit and see what, what direction it's going to take us. And we'll see if the, the the level of the film has increased or stayed the same, or, or I doubt it, but it will decreases. Like, who knows like what it's going to be like. But uh, the original trilogy, what was it? I feel like it came out in always around this time, right? Each Lord of the Rings movie came out around Christmas time, correct? Mm hmm. Yeah, Fellowship was 2003, I want to say. 2001. Yeah. So and then, then 2002, 2003, or 2005. Was, 2005 was Return of the King. Yeah. 2003 was Return of the King. Yeah, they did one because they never stopped filming, right? Like they just. It was one continuous. Is it what? Went bro, through one movie and then boom, right into the next one. Yeah, they did. They, they, they shot it all at once. They. It was how many? It was like a lot of months. It was like three months or. Of shooting alone or something like that. Earth. Fellowship was released. On December nineteenth, two thousand one. Okay. All right. So it's around the same time as it is right now. That'd be cool if they came out the exact same day. But yeah, that's. Just... Well, it probably depends what day of the week. <laughs> True. But still. Oh, they don't release things on a Tuesday night. I'll see it on yeah, Tuesday I mean... night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Two Towers was December 18th, and then the return of the king. I'm just curious, like, to see, now that you mentioned it. Yeah, so I feel like it's a nice little holiday treat each year. And, and the 17th for the return, so that's interesting. Yeah, they all came out around the same time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like they're definitely, they're not weak, you know. If you have kids that are going, you can't go to school the next day. You know. Oh no! Yeah, no, no. No, I was just so kidding. I wouldn't. I, I was kidding. I wasn't really gonna see it on a Tuesday. <laughs> or was that, That's no, saying this is a kids would. movie, which it's would. definitely not. True, but if you wanted to invite children and stuff like that, you would. You wouldn't want to have it, it on a school night. True. Depends how old. Well, that's what I thought was interesting, like, with maybe why some people didn't like The Hobbit. The original was just the idea that it was supposed to be a kids' movie and how it was definitely sillier than the original trilogy that maybe that turned people off to it. Um, you know what? Yeah, that that's another thing that I had uh, a problem with The Hobbit was, you're right, it, it just wasn't serious like it, the original trilogy was, and I kind of wanted that same feel and that environment, and I'm not... I mean, from reading the books, the book has a lighter feel because in Middle Earth in general, it's, a, you know, no one is worried about, you know, Sauron and, you know, the the towers and nobody's thinking about that yet. Like, it is a more peaceful place and you want to get that feel, but at the same time, it almost felt cartoonish at some points. Totally so agree. Well. Totally yeah. agree. So I get where they were going, but I think they want to make it more of a commercial kid's film as well, and eh, I don't think that was a good idea. No. Yeah, Can no, I just I... give, like, one example of, of that that I thought was completely yeah, inappropriate? <laughs> when they're in the goblin cave, and they're fight he's fighting the king, and he's like, you can't kill me, and he kind of just, like, slashes his belly, and he falls off, with, like, a really kind of, you know, cliche, no! <laughs> like, I... There are so many instances in that movie that I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, so many just cliche little plugs that he put into the movie for, I don't know, a laugh or... Like, it felt cartoony, like you said. And I just couldn't believe that they put, they put it in there, that they wanted to put it in there. But that was the only thing I don't like about the original Hobbit movie. It's just that cartoony feel. I don't think it was... I don't know. I never. Have you guys ever see the the Hobbit? Wasn't there a TV show? Yeah, it was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was super creepy. <laughs> I feel like they were kind of like giving a throwback to that. Like, yeah, I feel like those were darker than this movie that came out, though. The super creepy one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know how old I was when that came on, but I remember like I wanted to watch it, but not really. <laughs> It's like, if I watch it, I'm going to be thinking about it tonight. <laughs> it's 
going to be freaking me out at, like, you know, midnight. You're just watching it with one eye there, open there was, kind of thing? But what were you yeah, going to say? I'm sorry. I, just, I remember, in, I think it was original, like, there was a lot of, like, burping jokes and, like, farting jokes. And I guess those, like, I guess there's a place for those, but it just, yeah, it just didn't feel, I mean, Tolkien is such a serious writer that it just didn't feel like it fit. Yeah, uh, no, I definitely agree, and I felt like it was a little campy and cartoonish, and it just it made it sound like these little warriors were. I didn't take them seriously, which I thought I should have took yeah. them. I should have took them very seriously, like these are some serious warriors. But it just seemed like it was just they were going more for laughs than than seriousness. What did you, Raul? Did you think of the same thing when you saw The Hobbit that it was a little more? Cartoonish than, than the original. I felt like trilogy. it was appropriately lighthearted in some parts, and then they got appropriately serious in some other parts. It was also just the first part that we saw thus far. Like, like Desolation of Smaug is really getting into the meat of the book, where most of the action takes place. So I think I'm gonna hold that reservation as far as calling like the movie adaptations childish. No, just the, just did. the first one. I'm not talking. We're not talking about as the trilogy and the whole so far because we don't really know what it's what it's gonna be. But I'm just saying the first one itself. Well, yeah, but that's to be understood, I suppose. It could be. I think yeah, the second one. Hopefully, it'll be more serious because they are gonna get into some shenanigans in the second one. I, I'm just saying, Benedict Cumberbatch as Smoke. I don't care what you say. That movie is gonna be spectacular. <laughs> yeah, that, that is going to be pretty. Like awesome. just, just like, like, like Riddles of the Dark was the highlight of part one. The, the whole like talking to Smaug in the treasure chamber. That's going to be the highlight of this one, and it's just going to be like the highlight. So what happens in the rest of the Hobbit book? Like, I feel like the book is so small. Like, what else could they fit? And they can't even use all the material that was in the book. Like, I don't know. Well, yeah, that's why it's weird that there's going to be three. Yeah, I feel like I'm at a disadvantage for not reading the book, kind of thing. But it's exciting too because I don't know what's gonna happen. So that's the best part about it, and you definitely, Katie, you guys gotta let me know what you guys think of of the movie when you guys see it because I feel like I I think we're all saying certain things now because right now we just don't know, and I think after the second one we're gonna be like, it's amazing, it's just (laughs) absolutely crazy, or it's gonna be like, man, that movie, wow, it's just yeah, exactly, (laughs) fart noises from the first one. (laughs) (laughs) just just fart and we fade out with fart noises ladies and gentlemen (laughs) (laughs) but it is coming out quite short amount of time Uh, it is coming out in six hours here bro what time are you seeing it in theaters on your Uh, end yeah I'm gonna I believe the show starts at uh, 8 8 tonight okay yeah yeah <laughs> I know. Duh. Well, eight is ten o'clock our time, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Raul is in Arizona. Oh. Yeah, so he's a few hours behind, and it's cool. warmer and not freezing, and I feel like I want to die. Of I feel like I need to save myself, like Luke Skywalker in in Star Wars, and <laughs> gotta open some things up and just climb in there, and snuggle oh, up. Oh gosh. But would anybody else like to say anything about uh, their oh their your ex- overall experience of Lord of the Rings? Did it? I'm curious if it helped you get through like a certain time of your life, or every time you see those movies, does does it bring you back to a certain time of your life, kind of thing? I was curious to find out your your bits on that. It's really interesting that you bring that up because I always I always had a belief that you know as music and especially music, but you know movies like they trigger certain memories. Um, I know Lord of the Rings kind of reminds me of, you know, high school, but I was really into it back then, and that's when I read the books, so I guess that kind of just reminds me of that period of time in my life. Nothing too crazy, you know. <laughs> I was taking drugs and ecstasy, it was a great time, and I was drugged up the entire time. No, it was, it brings you back to kind of a time where things were more, or, or, or simple kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, but also people that you share it with too. Because my best friends and I, you know, really, we read the books together, and we during our study hall or whatever, we would always get together and talk about it, and it was something that we shared. So, see if you put a microphone right in front of that whole sharing thing, that would have been a podcast. You could have had a Lord of the Rings podcast back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but Amanda, what do you take most and and you of your experiences when you when you go back and watch the Fellowship of the Rings and Two Towers and Return of the King? 
uh, does it bring you back to a state of mind, or do you just look at it as just a movie? Uh, I, I wouldn't say that necessarily brings... I mean, I will remember... I will always remember watching those movies in theater, seeing them for the first time. But I guess what I like about these books, and it's same thing with the Harry Potter books or the Hunger Games books, is there is a definite right and a definite wrong. There is good and there is evil. And it always is the job of the good to fight the evil. And we live in such a gray world that I love those stories. I love knowing that there is some, like, the good will always prevail, and even when you're having a really crappy day at work, you're like, no, good will prevail. <laughs> I will carry my burden. I will carry the ring. <laughs> and I will make it, you know. Like, uh, that just reminds you of uh, when Amanda, when you wear your ring to work, that's... that's. Yes, I have my own ring of power that I wear to work sometimes. And it makes me feel better, even though no one else has any idea. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, I don't, I don't, hmm. <laughs> don't mess but with I her today. <laughs> when I put it on, sometimes I wish it worked like that. <laughs> like, ugh, I don't want to see this person. Yoink. And <laughs> <laughs> Raul, Ro- you talk about of how about uh, it brings you back to watching these movies with your father, because he was a huge fan of, of this franchise, correct? Yes, yes, it does. It definitely does. Yeah. So and so, does it bring you back to uh, a certain I, state? I remember that time in theater. Yeah, yeah, it it definitely does. Like I'm going tonight, kind of like with this memory of watching these movies. He was a huge fan. Like at least he saw the entire previous trilogy. That's know? good. Yeah, that's awesome. And did you go with him every time to see it? Was it like a, a father son yeah, kind of thing? Yeah. I uh, going to the movies in general, that was our thing for my entire life. Like, that was our tradition, go to the movies together, like, every weekend. And oh, so uh, my grandfather did that with him as well. Yeah. Oh, so this is, so like, a really... That's why I'm a big cinephile. Like, I, I would consider myself a cinephile just because of that. Now I'm curious, are you going to do this, like, in, in your future, can, like, the next generation of you, are you going to take him out to these franchise movies and... Absolutely. And say, uh, whenever it comes down to that point, are we all going to share the, these memories of Lord of the Rings with our future uh, little selves and be like, hey, I, this is what we really, really enjoyed back in the day. Uh, I hope so. I, and the movies are definitely timeless. Like, I give them that. Like, they're just timeless pieces of art. So, oh, I, yeah. I, yeah. And it's, it's cool with these, like, sci-fi movies because they don't... They don't because a lot of movies, like regular non-sci-fi movies, bring you or really tell you the time of, of that era in sci-fi movies like Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or Star Trek, you really don't get a sense of the t- when it was shot. So you could it could seriously be whenever. And I feel like this is why these movies are more timeless than other, other franchises because uh, they never feel dated. And... You know, for some strange reason, new kids keep liking these these movies. <laughs> because how long? When did the books first come out? Seven. He wrote them in the in the forties. Yeah. So this this has been around yeah. forever, <laughs> and it doesn't seem like the the passion and the fan base is going to die anytime soon. And and a piece of that fandom, and I feel like we have a little bit or a whole lot of it within each of us, and it's going to just keep keep alive after that. Did anyone... I think so. I mean, like, you know, the old sci-fi, you know, genres like Dracula and, you know, like werewolves and stuff, like, things come and go. And I think, you know, eventually, when we're old and all wrinkly and stuff, like, they'll <laughs> probably bring it back. Uh, you know, Lord of the Rings franchise, they'll probably remake them, you know. Oh, no. I don't know. Oh, talking <laughs> about... Well, talking, is... Oh, yes. You're absolutely right, but... The opportunity, like, imagine, say, 50 years from now, somebody's going to be like, oh, look at these awesome, like, Lord of the Rings, like, why don't we remake it? Like, it would probably make a lot of money. That's true. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the fan fandom is still going to be there. And I'm, I'm curious to see, like, what the next generation would take on it. And because we live, we're in such a reboot era of movies, I feel like, right now, I hope it doesn't come sooner. You know, I hope it doesn't yeah. come too soon. Like Spider-Man too soon? I'm actually pretty happy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was really soon, though. It was like it less than 10 up. years. This, yeah, this conversation has come up in the last four podcasts. <laughs> <Has it? laughs> 
<laughs> without me even knowing. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. It's I'm I'm actually pretty happy because I didn't I didn't I didn't like the original trilogy. <laughs> Not many people did. Yeah, but I'm I'm curious. We we are about to hit like the hour mark, and you know, sadly, we do have to almost end this. But I'm I'm curious if you guys wanted to say anything about these movies and or what your if you have anything to add to to the new movie or to the old trilogy. I think I just you're talking about different generations because I know my cousins. They're about like ten and I think twelve years younger than me, and they've never seen these. One came on TV when I was at their house one time, and I put it on for a second, and they were like, what is this? I'm like, it's Lord of the Rings. You've never seen Lord of the Rings. But it was like halfway through Return of the King, so obviously we weren't going to sit down and finish that one. But I'll, I'll be excited probably over Christmas break when they're off from school to bring all of them over, be like, all right, sit down, get the popcorn. <laughs> so your, your mind's going to be blown. <laughs> so I, I hope they, I hope, yeah, they love them. Or at least get it, you know? I hope it translates yeah. to a younger generation. That's interesting. I wonder what younger gener- younger people would think about the movie. Just, like, haven't read the book, hasn't, don't know anything about it. I wonder if, you know, they'd be yeah. in- as interested, you know? I'm curious to see if they have an attention span for it. <laughs> That's true. That, yeah, I'm curious about that. And I'm surprised they didn't even know what it was. I'm like, they don't talk about this. Cool. Like, I think I knew what The Lord of the Rings was before I saw these movies. And that's when you know when you, we're getting old. Oh, oh, oh. Get up, my mom. <laughs> you damn little kids. <laughs> now, Roel, did you want to say anything before we close out the podcast about this lovely adventure that is The Lord of the Rings? Um, just that they're an absolutely like, fantastic bunch of movies. And real quick, I think I'm going to try and read off every single dwarf. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Thorin. Wallet, Bollet, Glollet, Keely, Feely, Dory, Nori, Ori, Oid, Biffer, Bumper, Bumper. There we go. Woo! That was almost like Santa's reindeer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we march! <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Another good idea. We're going to make tons of we're going to be extremely famous. We have Lord of the Rings the musical. We have uh, a Christmas song on the way. Like This is great. The Christmas song could be could be a score on the musical. Look at that. <laughs> hey, maybe if we become really famous, they'll give us like extra parts in the movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of our great ideas. We'll be signed up for the remake. <laughs> we'll be all wrinkled. We'll be Gandalf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how many times did you say that after you saw that movie, by the way? I'm curious. I said it, like, at least twice a day, <laughs> if not more. There's a lot of practical applications for it. I mean... <laughs> when I was a child, I didn't want my mom to come in my room, and I'm like, you shall not pass, and then she'll like, shove me, and I'm just like, wait, what are you doing? I told, I told you not to go. <laughs> but mom... But mom... Uh, but yeah, thank you, thank you very much for everybody for coming on the show. It was, uh, it was, it's, it's been a lot of fun to just always hang out with other people who are just excited to come on the show as other things. So, thank you again. And this is Get Off Online and Geeks podcast, long party, excitement for Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, Desolation of Smog. I can never say it right. How do you say it? <laughs> Smog. Smog. Smag. Said, it's the Jersey Smog. accent. Smog. <laughs> but this is uh, thank you very much for for coming along. Um, thank you. One quick round we're gonna do is, if you want to throw in anything like your Twitter, Facebook, uh, Google Plus, whatever you want to throw it in out, throw it out there. Um, this is this is the time and opportunity now. Uh, starting with Amanda, and then we'll do Katie, and then we'll do Roel. So, thank you very much. You can follow me on Instagram, StarPrincess1988. You could follow me on Twitter, but I don't tweet, so don't. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be really good, so don't follow me. <laughs> I kind of have to agree. I mean, I don't, my Twitter account's kind of pathetic, but I use the uh, tag name Suburban Misfits uh, for pretty much all of my social media sites, so hit me up. And also, do you, any video game sites? 
that are video game things that you do you play WoW or anything like that? Is is <laughs> is it all like that? Oh, gamer um, tag. Gamer tags. <laughs> My gamer tag is actually Stargirl on. Um, <laughs> Diablo and Starcraft, Stargirl 1425. But I'm actually playing WoW right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge me. Well, this is a geeky podcast, so yeah, there is no fine. there is there is no judgment. Oh, cool. Here. So yeah, yeah I'm gonna after fine. this podcast, I'm gonna play Magic the Gathering for like a good four hours. So it's nice. <laughs> Blizzard's actually Blizzard came out with a, a card game. It's in open beta. I think Hearthstone. I'm playing it. Yep. I'm gonna have to sign up for it. I didn't. I, I got the beta. I've, it's quite fantastic. It is. It is awesome. I it's love Hearts. Such an awesome game. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ready to kick all of your asses. Oh. Oh man. Challenge accepted. Don't I'm gonna get my beta account right now. <laughs> so Raul, what is uh, your Twitter handle and all the social stuff and video games and whatever you want to throw out there? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, well, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm gonna put this up there. I am. Uh, now starting a blog on Shinobi Productions. Uh, it's going to be called Rogue. It stands for Rahul on Games and Unique Entertainment. So it's just me blogging about games, the industry, media, entertainment, and stuff that I'm working on. So go check that out. Cool. Uh, and then you can follow me on uh, Twitter at Platinum Spartan. That's Platinum Spartan on Twitter. Nice. Yeah. Yep. And again, this is Get Off Malone Geeks podcast. Lawn party, and you could find us on on Twitter, on Facebook, Google Plus. Leave us a message if you have any questions, or if you want to be on lawn party participant. We'd love to geek out with other people. So, it'd be interesting to have actually a WoW podcast because that would be because I know Brandon plays WoW, and I have a few other friends who uh, have sunk in their lives into WoW. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be I have like a decent, decent portion of time. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure my play time is like in the months, like 60 plus days. <laughs> the only thing I could contribute to that is be like devil's advocate and be like, you guys are all wasting your time with, uh, wow, come play Guild Wars, because that's where it's oh at. God. Guild Wars. Who, who plays that anymore? Oh, I do. I do. <laughs> I played the original beta, like... In eighth grade, and I was like, oh, no, oh. Actually, oh. Guild Wars two, Guild Wars two. There's a corner. There's a corner. We're we're all gonna play Hearthstone, and we're gonna duel it out that way. Um, you could find me personally on on Jinobi eighty seven on Twitter. Uh, you can listen to this podcast. It will be up by Sunday, so you can find that on JinobiProductions.com. Get off my lawn, geeks podcast. So and you could all it's also gonna be available on iTunes. Thank you everybody for coming again. And you could find my other co-host on Twitter, Nerds Beware. That's Brandon, of course. Thank you everybody for listening and have a great day.